And uh, we're going to read from verse 1. Now, at this time, as the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint developed on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Instead, brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The announcement found approval with the whole congregation, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, uh, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, uh, Parmenas, and Nicholas, and a proselyte from Antioch, a proselyte from Antioch. And they brought these men before the apostles, and after praying, they laid their hands on them. Uh, verse 7, The word of God kept spreading, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was, becoming, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. But some of the men from what was called the synagogue of the freedmen, including both Syrians and Alexandrians, and some, some from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and argued with Stephen. But they were unable to cope with his wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders, and the scribes, and they came up to him and dragged him away and brought him before the council. They put forward false witnesses who said, This man does not stop speaking against his holy place and the law, for we have heard him say that this Nazarene Jesus will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses handed down to us. And all who were sitting in the council stared at him, and they saw his face, which was like a face of an angel. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. I think everything, everything starts off, can start off with good intentions, uh, with good motives. Uh, I, I remember, you know, I was taking an undergrad business class and was talking about Walmart uh, uh, and I was talking about managerial organizations and uh, how, you know, they were, they, they, they pocketed or piloted, you know, a, a brain trust in the, in the, in the team and they wanted to motivate and, and, and kind of change the culture where people get excited. And so every time they made a big sale, there was this uh, bell that they had to ring. And, uh, uh, and so it worked well. You know, it, uh, it, it built up excitement. Uh, every time a big you know, sale was made, they would ring this bell. And, and so they took this uh, model or pilot that worked well under their supervision. And everyone understood the culture and the values and the purpose. And then they, they, they put it out across... Uh, um, you know, a whole region or a whole, whole state and, uh, you know, kind of watched it grow a little bit. And then one of the originators of this, of this idea had gone to one of the branches, you know, remote location that, you know, uh, uh, many, you know, however many leaders or, or, or seasons or times removed and went. And, and he went and saw that, that these people were just like, I don't know, for any, any little thing, I forgot, I forgot what the details were, but for every little thing or, you know, good or bad, they would just ring the bell. And it got to a point where it was so annoying. And uh, it, it hadn't turned out the way that they had anticipated. And so, you know, the, the intentions, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the very first sort of, you could say, idea or implementation of this idea, you know, was fruitful. Everyone knew what it was for. But then as it moved outside of their bounds, outside of their supervision, outside of, you know, different people's interpretations, it had c- completely, you know, become something not what they had intended. And when I look at the church, um, you know, you, 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 you have here a move of God. You know, the Holy Spirit poured out people sensitive 
uh, uh, people's lives being changed, and an intimate, powerful presence and move of God. And yet you have a whole nother institution of God followers who are in opposition to this and are holding on to the past. And so they're holding on to past teachings that have become traditions, that have become an institution. And so they just, they just can't seem to shake the context, the things that they're used to, the, the theology that they were taught, you know, the, the church they grew up in, and God is doing an, a new move, and it's so apparent, and people are being healed, and signs and wonders, and they just, they just can't break their, their, their construct, their mindset, the way they've grown up, and, 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 and experience, or understand, or even receive what God is trying to do. And that's something that's very common in the church. Right, you know, we, we, we look at the scriptures and that's the Old Testament and this is the New Testament and oh, it's so obvious. How come, why can't the Pharisees and Sadducees see? But you don't understand, this, this, you know, this, this, uh, 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 this circumstance is a lot more common than you think. You know, for a lot of us, we grew up in the church. You know, we grew up in a certain way, you know, specific teachings. I mean, how, not, not a one of us can claim that we know all the scriptures from beginning to end. And yet then when, you know, uh, 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 you know, teachings in the Spirit are introduced, uh, uh, a Holy Spirit, you know, all, you know, Solomon's porch, we believe that everything that happened in the New Testament in Jesus' time can happen today. Every single account that has happened in the New Testament, we believe is still relevant today. We believe in the modern day ministry of the Holy Spirit. All this is possible. Um, you know, I was thinking uh, last night and this morning, you know, there's this culture uh, in the church, this, this um, you know, attractional culture, uh, this celebrity pastor or celebrity teacher culture. Um, and, and I just, I just, you know, I was convicted in the Lord to, to just share with you guys that that's, that's not, that's not the way. That's, that's not the focus. I mean, if you consider that, that people wanted to make Jesus a king, right? His, in his humility, in his incredible teachings, in his authority, they, they, they wanted to put him, you know, socially and, and, you know, in the eyes of the world on the highest platform. And you have to think that, you know, like, like a lot of our thinking is, yeah, let's get to the highest places of platforms. Let's, let's get to the highest places of influence. And if that were true, then Jesus would have taken up his position as a king. Because, you know, in our earthly thinking, as a king, imagine how much impact he would have had over the land, you know, over the people, over the nation. The, you know, not just, a, a, you know, squares and plazas and, and synagogues, but as a king, the whole nation, you know, an edict. And, but that wasn't the way. That wasn't the way that, that, that Jesus had chosen. He had chosen to become the least he had chosen to, to go to the very bottom. And in those places, you would think, no, 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 Jesus, you, you have to go, you know, you, you, know, you, you got to meet the right politicians, you got to meet the right movers and shakers, you, we got to put you up here because your message is just too good. And Jesus says, no, that's not why I came. And he goes to the very bottom and he loves the very basic homes and peoples and individuals, you know, that, that, that really have very little to nothing to offer him. And he serves them and he loves them. 
And, sh- and, and, and the whole nature of the kingdom of God is, is that it's upside down. The last shall be first. You know, the least of you shall, shall, shall be the greatest of you. You know, it's the upside down kingdom. Um, um, it's the foolishness of man, but the wisdom of God and the presence of God. That, and so this whole thing of, of celebrity, you know, pastors and preachers. And I mean, every year, it just every year you just hear of another uh, minister. And some of you guys may have heard uh, more recently of the you know, Ravi Zacharias ministries. And just really shocking and just, just really, uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, there's allegations of him and his ministry. There's, uh, I don't even, I don't, actually don't, I never even heard of him. I don't even, even know his name. But the, the lead pastor in New York of uh, uh, Hillsong also had a, 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 you know, a fallout, some, some uh, scandalous relationship. And so you, you hear, every few years you hear this. Uh, pastor Sam Song on the heels of, uh, uh, you know, the news about Ravi Zacharias and the news of, I forgot his name, Wentz or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, he was having a pastor's meeting, and uh, I think Os Guinness was in one of these meetings, uh, just a short, you know, about this whole culture in the church of popularity and, and drawing people. And, um, and this is what Os Guinness said. He said, you know, if you, if you as a pastor, if you have more than 250 members in your church, this is what he said, he says you should be very suspect about yourself. You should be, be very suspect about your intentions, about your motives. You know, you start getting into this echo chamber where everyone wants to see you succeed. You start getting into this chamber where, every, you know, your success is, is, uh, is their success. And so they want the best for the church. And, and, and for, all, you know, for all the right reasons. Um, but, then, but then you get to this place where, you know, all of a sudden church becomes about, <laughs> I don't know, this idea. And, and, and you know, that, that you can be a Christian and that you can also be really popular. Right? I mean, I've heard this many times, right? And that's okay, but it shouldn't be like a focus. Like, it shouldn't be a motto. It shouldn't be like, like you're about to do something for God, and then all of a sudden say, oh, wait, but I also have to be relevant. I also have to be accepted by the world. And if that stops you from doing something that God may be prompting you or calling, I think there's something wrong. I think there's something wrong, right? Uh, uh, you know, these believers. Um, you know, we're breaking bread. They were doing the basics. You know, the power of God and the Holy Spirit was, was manifesting. You know, at one point it says that people were afraid to associate. Right? They held them in high esteem, but they were afraid to associate, whether that was with the leaders or whether that was, you know, with the core leaders or, or, or you know, the, 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 the church. Um, at the same time, people were being added or, or saved. And so there's this element of... Um, you know, guys, we, we just have to obey God, regardless of what it looks like or what it means for us. Um, and so, you know, there's a part of me, like, I feel like we have to unpack this more in this year. You know, we, 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 we pursue and seek after God. You know, this idea of, uh, um, you know, can be Christian and can have it all. I, you know, I don't think that should be a value of ours. I don't think that should be a core value of Solomon's Porch. That you can be a devout believer and you can have all the blessings of this world because you're so favored by God. That's not important. That's not a value of mine. And it shouldn't be a value of yours. Right? We pursue God. We're willing to, to lay it all on the cross. We're willing to lose it all. Now, now we want to be relevant, but we don't want to water down the gospel. Right? We, we don't want just a social gathering you know, of, of 
you know, a, a, a priority on fellowship and, and how we define fellowship. Right? We want the Word of God to be taught. We want you know, us to chew on, on the Word of God. And so, uh, uh, you know, what are some attributes of leaders? Right? Uh, you know, we, there's this picture of, you know, the, 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 I don't know, the well-rounded leader at, at church. You know, uh, uh, reputable, uh, popular, uh, uh, you know, uh, either personally attractive or, or physically attractive or, or whatever. You know, he just kind of has it all, all together. But here there's, in this Acts chapter 6, this, this uh, verse that we read this morning, you know, there was a conflict between the Hellenistic Jews and the, and the Hebrew Jews. And the Hellenistic Jews are just those that had lived all across the Roman Empire, uh, uh, was more relevant to the culture, uh, more accepted by the people. Uh, and, and then the, the Hebrew Jews that were more, you know, uh, uh, kind of, they felt closer to God, felt more holier. You know, and so the Hellenistic Jews would look at the Hebrew Jews and say, oh, you're so holy, art thou, you're so spiritual, you think you're better than us. Uh, the Hebrew Jews would look down on the Hellenistic Jews and say, oh, you're so worldly, you know, it's all about being relevant. And so there was this conflict of, of, of the, of the uh, elderly, of the, of the widows on, on, you know, in their community that weren't being served as a result. And so the leadership of the church appoints seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, Full of the spirit and of wisdom. <clears throat> there was favoritism going on in the church. Uh, uh, people were, were looking out for their own interests. And what I want to show you here is that, uh, uh, you know, what to you and I may appear as the most uh, simplest, right? Doesn't take a whole lot of talent, you know, doesn't take a whole lot of musical skill or, or you, know, you know, leadership skill or any type of giftings. Yet the requirements of, of simply making sure people had their, their proper food rations. I mean, it's, it's far more than that. It's not just about food. It's, it's a pastoring. It's about keeping unity. It's about being impartial and serving and, and being faithful. That, that this job of making sure these widows had their right portions and that, and that there was peace in community required men that were full of the spirit and of wisdom and of good reputation. Right? Just think about that for a second. Right? We, we think, you know, in, in our context, oftentimes we think that the most spiritual and the most accomplished and the, and the people of best reputation have to have the, you know, the more visible or, or, or you know, what in, in our kind of vernacular is the more popular or, or you know, more, more, more uh, uh, you know, places of authority and things like that. But that's not the case. God chooses men of faith, of humility, full of the Spirit for all the positions in the church. Right? And so I'm, I'm fully of, of the approach that you know, sometimes, uh, 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 you know, there's even now there are a lot of ministries that people are asking uh, for us to start. And, 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 and I'm waiting. And, 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 and you're waiting. And we're praying. And God will raise these people up. Stephen was full of faith. Uh, all ministries in the church, listen. All ministries in Solomon's porch. Every single one. All across the board. Uh, uh, set up, uh, clean up, sound, media. Uh, um, TAs, volunteers, CM teachers, um, you know, IP, every single ministry, all across the board, welcoming, preaching team, are all vital and necessary. They're all equal in the eyes of God uh, to bless the body. Um, there are requirements to serve. 
And, and you know, we want every ministry to be led by men and women who are full of the Spirit. Uh, at Solomon's Porch, one of the things we say, it's a, it's a privilege to serve. <clears throat> you know, not you have to serve, but you get to serve. Right? And God will, you know, honor you. He'll bless you. He'll meet you in that place. Um, David Livingston, uh, some of you guys, a lot of the ministry leaders, house church leaders, uh, uh, staff and board, I, I, I'm sending out these Ten Commandments. And it's not so religious. It's not so uh, um, rigid. Right? These are just values, I believe, that as members in positions of leadership that we need to uphold. Right? As much as the preaching team is an extension of the pulpit, an extension of me, extension of God, as much as the staff is an extension of the pastoral office, an extension of me, a representation of the church and of God. And so I just, I just put out to the preaching team, to the house church leaders, to all the ministry leaders, you know, Ten Commandments values that, that, you know, uh, to safeguard us, to protect us, but also things that we should be doing well. Um, and I absolutely believe that, that God will honor this. And this is a quote from David Livingston. It's actually in these Ten Commandments. Uh, it's a medical missionary to Africa. And this is what he says. He says, Forbid that we should ever consider the holding of a commission from the King of Kings a sacrifice. So long as other men esteem the service of an earthly government as an honor, I am a missionary heart and soul. God himself had an only son and he was a missionary and physician. In this service, I hope to live. Right? So he gave up his medical practice, you know, success, all that to become a full-time missionary. And he says, man, if there are men and women willing to serve and die for their country, and there's such honor, right, such, such pageantry and such, you know, a culture in that, man, you know, I'll never consider a service to God as a sacrifice. Are you kidding me? Men and women who go to war and into public service and die for their country and have this like, you know, incredible sense of honor. And then you come to the church, it's like, yeah, I'll make that sacrifice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's totally upside down, right? There's nothing. You know, let us, you know, it's almost worse. Let us never say ever again in any capacity that this is a sacrifice, this is a service. It, it, it is, I understand. But man, this is, you know, our privilege, our honor to be able to serve the King of Kings in the eternal nation. And your reward, truly, I believe this, your reward is great in heaven. I wish I could bless you, you know, with only so many steak meals and tacos. You know, I wish we could have an appreciation. Honestly, if I could, I would have an appreciation meal every month. I, I really would. You know, just to show you how much we appreciate. You know, if I could, if it were in my hands and, and the Lord gave me the, the authority and the capacity, there'd be breakthrough and blessings at every corner for everything that you do. You know, I feel that I would be pretty fair. <laughs> but it's God. God is the one that sees you. And God is the one that is going to reward you. You know, wherever you are serving now, Wherever you have served in the past, right, your reward is not from, from SP or from your pastor. I, I really hope it doesn't uh, 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 abdicate us from our responsibility or, or, or you know, you know, release us, sorry, I mean, you know, from, some, from serving and blessing you guys. But, you know, ultimately we believe that God is our rewarder. And that he is the king that we serve. And it's not, you know, even in public service, it's, not, it's certainly not about the monetary gain. Uh, it's, it's for a greater cause. Uh, verse 7, it says that the word kept spreading. Uh, Stephan was full of grace and power, performing great wonders and signs among the people. Man, I love this. 
this, you got a guy here who can be on the pulpit planting churches, leading. And he's making sure there's unity and peace in the community. Right? You know, you would look at Stefan, and I would look at him, and I'd be, man, this guy's going somewhere. Man, this guy, so humble, so modest, with all his giftings, willing to, to make sure there's community and peace within the elders of the church. You know, the elderly. They don't have, you know, uh, okay, I'll take that back. I almost said they don't have a lot to contribute. The elderly, the, the older generation in our church are probably some of the most uh, uh, intense prayer warriors, you know, globally, worldwide, right? Um, and, and so, you know, Stefan appreciates, Stefan, you know, takes it as an honor. Um, guys, as you're looking for leaders, and I'll, and I'll close with this this morning. Right? This whole culture of, of uh, popular leaders, of celebrity leaders, and there's just something about it. You know, there's just something about growing too big, having too much light and focus on you. you know, as you're searching for leaders, whether it's house church leaders, whether it's you know, volunteers in your you know, children's ministry or, or welcoming, whatever it is, man, look for the person of humility. Look for the person who who may not, may not outright be uh, popular on the outside. You know, everyone uh, goes to them, uh, 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 you know, but they're faithfully serving in humility and they're on time and, 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 and you know, you don't have to ask them twice and, and, and they always follow through and they're not looking for uh, praise and they don't get upset because they did something and you didn't acknowledge. You know, look, look for these people in, you know, in the background. You know, you have a house church and you have some of your more vocal and everyone likes to gather around and, oh, wow, they, they, they look like... And I'm not saying they're not. I'm cer- certainly, you know, th- that's the, I'm not in that situation. But you got to look for a component, you know, of the person that's behind the scenes. You know, I don't, I don't even know if you see it, but the person who's like maybe, you know, on, on a regular basis, like tidying up, but it's not even their home. The person who makes a beeline to the, to the, to the sink and, and, you know, washing people's cups. You know, the people who, uh, 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 there's so many demands on the house church leader and the, and the, and the guy who says, no, no, here, I'll, I'll do that. Why don't you go meet, you know, so you can counsel or you can minister. You know, don't worry about the housekeeping items of our, of our meeting tonight. You know, the people who want to step up and, and take uh, responsibility and, and, and help uh, uh, in facilitating certain needs of the house church, right? Or, or it, it, whatever various ministries there are. And, 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 and you, know, let, you know, ask God and let God show you because the outward stuff can be developed to, to a degree, right? But the heart is, is always hard. The heart is always hard to redirect or, or retrain. And so, um, you know, when it comes to uh, appointment of, of leaders and things like that, and, and you guys are all being positions in various ministries, you, know, you want to look for the heart of uh, modesty, of humility, you know, care and concern. Uh, um, you know, it, but I don't want to make that like a blanket thing, you know. There, there are people uh, uh, that do seemingly have it all. And sometimes I'm like, man, they're... They're so blessed, you know, and they get to go to heaven. Man, I don't know, that doesn't seem right, you know. Uh, you know, and, and God has given such favor. And, and, and I do believe there are a lot of people like that in our community. Uh, and we celebrate that as well. Um, I guess what I'm saying is don't just overlook. And don't just look on the outside. There's a lot of uh, attributes and a lot of practices and a lot of things behind the scene. Um, the key component here is that these are men and women full of spirit. Like these are men and women who are seeking after God. They're contending after God. Um, in verse 7, and then I'll close. 
after this appointment of Stephen and taking care of uh, uh, the women and the needs and keeping the peace between the Hellenistic and the Hebrew Jews, uh, it says in verse 7, the word of God kept spreading. The word of God kept spreading. Because people were serving these ministries that, that don't get a whole lot of uh, uh, applause, right? Uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of thankless jobs in the church, right? There are a lot of places where people serve where they never get a thanks. But because of their service, the word of God kept spreading. The word of God kept spreading. If you want to be a leader in the church, and I always think, you know, why? <laughs> you know, honestly, I was like, like you know, I, sometimes I, I get a little, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I really want to be a leader. I, I want to be on the board. You know, I want to go on the pope. You know, and sometimes I think like, 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 why? What's so attractive about it? You know, um, you know, if you want to be a leader, you want to be in a place of leadership in the church. I would say serve. What wherever you are right now, I would say serve faithfully, and serve diligently, and give everything. And it's God. God is the one that sees. And God is the one that brings revelation, right? And circumstances and things like that. I think we're not there yet. You know, I think we're still at a place where like, oh, Peace Sam is asking me to serve, so I got to serve. But, but just imagine one day, you know, thousands of people and people are lining up to serve and they want your position of where you're serving right now, right? And, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, when we get to that place, I think the heart and the nature is, you know, just serve faithfully. You know, just serve God with what he's giving you. And he'll see your heart, you know, whether that's in your job or whether that's in your church. You know, the heart in which you do a responsibility or job that God has given you. That is what pleases God. And when he sees that you're, you're able to do anything in all, in all circumstances, that's when God says, man, I can elevate you. I can promote you here. And because you've been so faithful here, I can also elevate and promote you here. And because you've been so faithful, I can also elevate and promote you here. Believe me, in your home and in your church... If you take the lowest positions of service and leadership, God will not only honor you there, but he'll also honor you in all aspects uh, of your life. You just got to believe that, right? If you've ever thought, if you've ever wondered, wow, what's, what is it about this person's success? Or what is it about this person's faith? Man, it's, 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 it's absolutely about the humility and the service and, and, and just the honoring of God and, and God sees that. Okay, let's bow our heads this morning. For Stephen... Uh, there was no ministry beneath him. There was nothing too small. There was, there was, there was never a thought of, well, I don't know if my giftings match this. I, you know, I really should be joining Paul. Because of him and his team, the word of God was able to keep spreading. You guys, it's about the church. It's about God. It's about the kingdom of God. And when we serve faithfully, more people will come and be saved and be discipled. Right? Let it never be said ever in Solomon's porch, in our Solomon's porch culture, in our Solomon's porch members, let it never be said that someone turned down something that was asked of them and they quoted it by saying, it's not my calling. Right? This is something that's, that's not allowed at SB. You can never say, it's not my calling. Right? If the Lord has asked you to serve in some capacity, man, just take it before the Lord. 
You know, don't, don't make it such a big thing. Lord, I, you, know, you know, I'll be faithful to this for this season. You know, another way I'd like to invite it to you is when the Lord asks you to serve in some capacity or make a commitment, think of it in this way, that there's something about himself that's beneficial for you in the long run that he wants to show you. There's an impartation There's a revelation of himself that you don't know yet that you would only come to experience if you partook in this service. And it's something he wants to show you. It's something he wants to bless you with. It may not come on the first day. It may not come on the last day. But somewhere through that process, God is going to show you something. God is going to tell you something. And you're going to be blessed. So just spend a few moments this morning with the Lord. And I think the focus of all of us is, God, no matter what you ask me, God, may I be full of your spirit. God, may I be contending after you. Lord, I, 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 um, Lord help me not to, to choose leaders on the, on the vantage point of the world. But God, I really need your direction and guidance and your spirit. Father God, we just come before you this morning and uh, Lord, we just humble ourselves and we thank you, Lord. Uh, God, we know there's no you know, hard and fast. It's, it's, uh, it's organic. It's living. Uh, God, we, we, we grow together. We walk together. We make mistakes. And then we grow together from that. And God, we know you love this church. God, I know you love every single individual, every single person here in our community. And uh, God, we're, you know, for better or for worse, like a marriage, God, we're committed to one another. We're going to see each other. We're going to love each other. We're going to walk, uh, walk alongside each other and do life on life together. And uh, in that, Lord, just help us to see what you see. Help us to serve as you serve. Lord, let there never be anything uh, beneath us or let there never be anything, God, uh, that we can claim is not our calling, that we would serve faithfully. I think Stephen could have easily said that's not his calling. He had so many giftings, yet he was so faithful and humble. And then you would use him as an incredible mouthpiece that for all the nations in the history of the world would never forget God and that would ultimately glorify you. And uh, God, we trust those things in your hands, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.